Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Become Fire podcast. We, need, we do need intro music. I just really want something you say that and something like really hit sweet, like do 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 yeah, do 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 the final on. countdown. Kind of get the, the fire going. I yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to think about that. Maybe we can take requests. Yeah, or somebody could make up a song. So if if someone wants to write a song for our podcast, that would be a wonderful, wonderful gift for the friars. <laughs> and. Uh, you'd be able to hear it all the time because you would continue to listen to this podcast and you would be just so enamored with your own work. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome back. It's Brother Elijah and Father Anthony. Hello, hello. Good to see see you all. (laughs) Have you be heard by me? Our (laughs) viewers. These are our viewers. And uh, we are missing, we are missing Father Peter Teresa today. Yeah, I do feel a little... Just, you know, part of our heart is, is missing today. But a little bit sad. We'll have to just press on. Yeah, we can't stay there because we're talking about Pentecost. Amen, amen. We get excited. You know, it's kind of like a little bit of sadness, but then a little bit of joy. Yeah. Because here comes the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's kind of like an axe when, when they lost Stephen, but they just pushed on. Yeah. I mean, he got stoned, and that was really sad, but we're still here. Yeah, we're still, we're still pressing on. Holy Spirit's still at work. <laughs> I love it. And so we uh, we talked a little bit about Acts of the Apostles last week, uh, specifically Acts two, when the Holy Spirit, as as our Lord and the prophets prophesied and promised, uh, the Holy Spirit poured out upon the those in the upper room that they could go out and and witness to the resurrected Christ, to Jesus, spread the gospel. And so we're going to continue with that. Just remember that we're we're in the upper room right now. We're waiting. We're we're anticipating the outpouring of the Holy Spirit as Pentecost is is coming in these next few weeks and uh, continuing in the in the joy and the glory of Easter. And today, Father, we're gonna talk a little bit about gifts. Ooh, I like I like gifts. Yeah, and 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 not just like Christmas gifts or the gifts that you get Aww. on your birthday, even though those are good gifts. What gifts are we talking about? We're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oh, even better than a Christmas present. Oh, yes. The greatest presents of all. <laughs> so so we'll talk about uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit, the, in, in particular um, the, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, not to be confused with charismatic gifts. We'll talk about those at another date. Yes. Or fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Which are magically delicious. And we'll talk about those another day. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> Yummy. Savory. <clears throat> so, Father, I suppose we should start by naming the gifts. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So there are seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, if you want to read or you wonder, well, where do these come from? Uh, you can go to Isaiah chapter 11. And uh, as we know, the prophets are oftentimes prophesying and and telling us about the coming Messiah, the anointed one who would um, save us from our sin, um, and, but also that the when the Messiah would come, that um, some of the prophets like Joel tell us that the, the spirit uh, of the Lord would be poured out upon us. 
And so this is one of these prophecies uh, where uh, Isaiah is talking about uh, in chapter 11. It says that there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, uh, Jesse being the father of King David, uh, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Uh, and then he goes on to name the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so it's through the, the stump of Jesse or through the line of King David that the anointed one would come, the Messiah, and that through the Messiah that, that uh, he would be uh, both anointed with and filled with these gifts, but that also through him that eventually we would receive these gifts through the Holy Spirit. So Father, what are the seven gifts? The seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. Amen. And his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and so we, uh, whether you, you knew it or not, if you are a baptized Catholic, you have these seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isn't and that wonderful? So we should stop there because before getting to the gifts themselves, mm-hmm. we have to recognize that this is what the church says we get yeah. through our, our baptism. And really, and through our confirmation in particular, where the, mm-hmm. where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are outpoured. We get the Holy Spirit, and with the Holy Spirit comes the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But in a very particular way, these are the gifts that we're receiving. So we all, as baptized, confirmed Catholics, have these gifts and, um, and are called to live them out. So it's, it, you know... Maybe we're, we don't all have, you know, a gift of, of the of prophecy, for example, or whatever the case may be, the charisms of the Holy Spirit. But we do, do have all these gifts. And, and, and so we're called to manifest and live out these gifts in our lives. So what we're talking about today, it should not be something like you heard the word wisdom. You're like, man, I do not feel like I'm a wise person, <laughs> you know, or whatever, uh, or understand or fear of the Lord, or whatever the case may be. You might, mm. but, but the good news is you've been given these gifts already. You have them. And it's, it's a call to live them out, which is why we're bringing this up because we're focused on Pentecost. We're doing like a little mini Pentecost retreat, mm-hmm. getting ourselves focused in on the fact that we are only a few weeks away from uh, our Pentecost um, celebrations here in the church this year. And we really want to focus in on what we've gotten through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things we've gotten are these seven gifts. I think it's also worth noting... Um, that even, you know, even maybe before the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit himself is referred to by both by the Lord and that, that he is a gift, yes. the Holy Spirit. Uh, and that it is, he promised to us that, that we would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so maybe even before going into the, the, the charisms, why do you think the Holy Spirit is spoken of in this way, the gift of the Holy Spirit? Well, because um, before Jesus came, not everyone had the Holy Spirit. I have to recognize, and people who aren't baptized don't have the Holy Spirit. So I think we have to just stop and, and let that sink in for a second, um, because I think we lose track of of how, what a what a huge difference you know Jesus has made in, in our lives, and actually how different we are as Christians from other people. Um, in that. Before Jesus came, the Holy Spirit would come down upon people. We see that the, the prophets are anointed by the Holy Spirit. Kings, all the time anointed by the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, uh, priests anointed by the Holy Spirit. There are individuals who the Holy Spirit came upon specifically for those offices, but not everyone was a temple of the Holy Spirit. It was not a universal gift given to the people of God. Um, 
And even for those, those were for those specific ministries. But we throw out baptism. Jesus, when he dies, he breathes out the spirits. And when he appears to the apostles, he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit comes down upon all the apostles at Pentecost, all the disciples, the 120 gathered in the upper room, that these individuals have the Holy Spirit and they've been given. And that's what we get in our baptism. It's one of the things we receive at baptism. We receive the Holy Spirit. We contemplate the Holy Spirit. We are God bearers now in the fact that I bring God wherever I am. And so it truly is a gift because we've become temples of the Holy Spirit, that literally God is with us wherever we go. Emmanuel, um, he has come into the world and he has come and he has not left us abandoned or orphaned. He has sent forth the Holy Spirit upon the earth um, that we can be God bearers wherever we go, that the gift that was only uh, given to a few of the priests, prophets, and kings of the Old Testament is now uh, received by every single Christian. Yeah. And the... Um, you know, even we were in Acts of the Apostles chapter two, so much to talk about there. So we really didn't get through all of the chapter, but at the end of the chapter, you know, this is where we hear um, after Peter's uh, amazing first Pentecost uh, sermon, preaching the fire and, and the people are cut to the heart, it says, and, and they say, you know, to Peter and uh, to the apostles there, brethren, what shall we do? And Peter says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are far off. And uh, the nature you know, of a gift, it's, it's not something that, that I really have done anything. I haven't you know, used my own money to purchase it or anything like that, but it's something that's given to you uh, at someone else's expense. And so, um, you know, even Peter in his, in his sermon speaking about the crucifixion of the Lord and then speaking about, um, you know, baptism and repentance, um, all of these things in the name of Jesus, because why? Well, because Jesus died for us that we could receive this gift, that we could receive the Holy Spirit, um, which is nothing less than, than God, as you're saying, Father, coming to live and dwell within our souls. Amen. And um, there is no greater gift. There's no greater gift than the Holy Spirit. But when the Holy Spirit comes, Father, not only is he himself a gift, but he comes um, as gift, and then he also comes with gifts. Yes. How abundant. How amazing. Overflowing. (laughs) And so he comes into our souls um, with all of these things. He he comes as the spirit of sonship, uh, as Paul will say in, in Romans and in Galatians, uh, crying out, Abba, Father. Um, he comes with uh, the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. And he comes with the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we just named. And so let's start with those gifts. Father, do you want to you wanna go from the top bottom or the bottom uh, to the top? Let's go from the bottom to the top. Okay. That's okay because they actually are in order. Yeah. Um, and wisdom is the highest. Yeah. So we say wisdom first, but actually wisdom is the, mo- the highest of, yeah. the, of them. And actually they start with fear of the Lord. Yeah. Um, the fear of the Lord is, is the... Yeah, lowest is such a the last in the list, you know. But but it's 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 the lowest. It's the first list because I want to look at this like a staircase that we're walking up, and we're walking up because each of them are going to draw us into hopefully deeper relationship with God. If if we allow these gifts to become manifest in our life, we live out these gifts, and it starts with fear of the Lord. Why? Because, and this is this is fear, not a servile fear, um, not a, a, a fear of. Um, you know, the, of, of the boogeyman or other such thing. This is a, a awe, you know, a reverence of God. It's it's a true fear of the Lord um, in that I'm, I have such awe and reverence of God that 
um, I respect his holiness. And because I have such a, a, not just respect, but delight in his holiness, that um, I don't want to offend him. I don't want to sin against him. I don't want to not just offend him, but I don't want to affect this relationship. This relationship is the most important relationship in my life. And I don't want to sin um, because I don't want to offend this relationship. So fear the Lord, actually, if we can make delight, <laughs> the fear of the Lord, our delight, like it was to the Lord, it'll help us to stop sinning. Because it's not just a, um, uh, a I, I don't, you know, I don't want to sin, you know, because I've got a white knuckle it. It's an, I don't want to sin because I, this relationship, it's a big yes to relationship with God, not a no to all these things that we know are wrong of, of no, I'm not going to get drunk. Um, not because I know the, you know, I'm not supposed to, um, cause I shouldn't, but, but no, because I know it's going to affect my relationship. And we see this on the natural. Like if you start getting drunk all the time, it's going to affect your relationship with your wife. It's going to affect your relationship with your kids. It's going to affect your relationship with other people. Like it, it's, it's harmful. And we see what happens to alcoholics. Like it's very, very harmful to all their relationships because alcohol becomes first in their life. Where um, recognize, okay, this is, this is sinful. This is drawing me away from these relationships. Um, most importantly, it's drawing us away from relationship with God. So to say um, yes to you know sobriety is to say yes to... Um, to, to relationship ultimately with God and then with others. And that with all sins to say, you know what? I don't want the sin. Why? Because I don't want it to affect the relationship I have with God. And that's the primary responsibility I have. That's the primary thing I want. So fear of the Lord is this gift of the Holy Spirit to help us to have this awe and reverence of God and the things of God and to have a, a true natural fear of offending relationship with God and leading, uh, turning into sin mm. or turning to sin. And you know, I remember talking to someone uh, a couple of years ago, and they were, they were just trying to come into their faith. And they told me that, that someone had told them before that you're supposed to have a fear of the Lord, which means that you're supposed to be afraid of God. And when they said that, I was like, okay, that's understandable why you would think that that's what that meant, you know. Um, and I just kind of recognized that, that that really affected the way that she kind of related to God. So it's not that type of fear. Uh, it's not like a. It's not like a. Oh my gosh! At any moment, you know, God could could smite me or do something like that, right? It's 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 more rooted in the awe and reverence that we have for who He is, and that it's it's from that place and that we recognize, like you're saying, that 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 relationship and what we do, we we owe Him our our homage, we owe Him our obedience, we owe Him holiness of life, um, because His will for us is to be holy and is to be his. Amen. And so that's the first step. It's the first step. And then we have to go to the next step, mm-hmm. which is piety. Right? We're going to be running. I mean, this is, we could probably spend a whole podcast on each of these, but just yeah. have to kind of run through, give the overview. Um, and, and, and so the next thing we turn to is piety. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, piety is, um, is it, you know, we talk about people being pious, you know, like have a pious practice, et cetera. It, it really is giving God his due particularly his due worship and his due service. So a truly pious person gives God what is his due. Um, and, and particularly that, that regards the worship of God and the service of God. And, uh, and so whereas, pi- whereas fear of the Lord is saying, okay, um, I've, got, I've got to avoid sin, right? I've got to turn away from these things because I don't want them to ill affect relationship with God. Piety is saying, okay, but then what am I going to do? If I'm not going to go get drunk tonight, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to turn to the right worship of God. Mm. You know, and I'm going to go to mass on Sunday. I'm going to, going to pray my rosary every day. I'm going to do the things, the right, right reverence, right worship of God. And so the pious person um, worships and serves God. 
um, with his life. And so it, it actually our lives are, uh, is, uh, we are a living sacrifice. Our lives, as Paul calls it, we're, we're called to make our life a sacrifice. It's, it's a life of worship. That truly our lives, when lived in conformity with the will of God, become a means of worship. Mm-hmm. That right now, as you and our brother Elijah are doing this podcast, we're worshiping God. Why? Well, because we're in the will of God. That we, we believe it's the will of God for us to do this. He's, he's asked this of, of us and we're carrying it out. Maybe imperfectly, maybe not uh, accidentally, but we're still carrying out our responsibility, our duty to God. Um, and, and so in that, we're worshiping. We're, we're giving him honor and glory and worship and praise. So the pious person um, honors and worships and serves the Lord. And so it's moving away from I'm, I'm not I'm uh, away from sin. And then what do we do instead of sin? Well, we turn to the right worship and the right service of God and serving his people, loving God above us, loving our neighbors as ourselves. Mm. And that the Holy Spirit, again, that these are gifts. So it's something the Holy Spirit gives to us, but it's also something to be cultivated. That it's not just kind of... Um, something that's that's always necessarily going to be automatic for us, but it's something that's kind of like virtue, that we have to cooperate with that grace, that the Holy Spirit can kind of really cultivate that gift within us. So here we are, fear of the Lord, piety, and then knowledge. Knowledge. Um, and, and I've... I've Basically, I I don't entirely understand. I'll be honest. Why this and fortitude are in the order they're in. Mm. So I'm going to do my best to give my explanation of knowledge. It it seems to me, and I'm probably just missing something. I probably don't fully understand um, why you know this like fortitude is um, as far as my ladder goes, my my staircase, if I can use that analogy. Um, why why knowledge is um, the 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 next one on our, on our staircase instead of fortitude. Um, so, and we also, we have knowledge and wisdom, whereas wisdom helps us penetrate divine truths. Um, knowledge is more, helps us to, to um, the, the uh, kind of live out our faith, kind of almost discernment might be the right word, is where, where, where they're using knowledge in this particular case, is how to discern what is what are the things of God. So uh, in, in that sense, you kind of understand that. So you're trying to avoid sin. Right? And then you're trying to like, okay, do the right worship, do the right things. And, and knowledge, it helps us to truly discern what God wants, you know, um, and good kind of where, where, where his, we're being led and where, where we're called to. Um, so that, that uh, as far as what, what, what leads us to God, knowledge helps us to figure out what are the things that lead me to God and be able to follow them out, to carry them out, and then to be able to do them. So knowledge of the things that are of God. Um, like this is, uh, uh, you hear about some book. I don't know if it happens to you, but all the time I get this, uh, um, you know, here, Hey father, here is this book by this particular private revelation, St. Mary and apparition, et cetera. Um, this, this is really going to help your spiritual life. And knowledge is, is me, you know, looking through that and being like, and having knowledge of, okay, this is a thing of God. You know, this is something that's going to lead me closer to God, something particularly like in general, it's of God, or just uh, he wants me to, to follow this practice, or it's not. And then, um, you know, like, oh, somebody, you know, I was introduced to the chapel of divine mercy, and I hadn't known about it before, and I started praying it um, many, many years ago. And something's really become a part of my spirituality, you know, and so knowledge of, oh, yeah, this is of God, and this is leading me closer to God. That's knowledge. And knowledge is like, mm, that's not of God, and that's going to lead me away from God. That's the knowledge it's speaking of here, not just I'm smarter than you are. Mm. And, uh, you know, as we're going through this, um, that's, uh, and, and, and there's a prayer of St. Bonaventure where he 
he does a prayer for these gifts of the Spirit, and that's that's how he speaks about it in that prayer. And it's as something to to help me to to follow, you know, the right path with the Lord. What's been revealed to me. And I would even say, I mean, um, we have to we have to be able to distinguish in our lives between our own impulses mm. and what is of God, because so often we get tempted, right? And and our temptation, the devil's really good at making the things he wants think, think seem like they're God. Like, oh, you know, yes, this chocolate donut is for is of God for you, you know. Ooh. You kind of <laughs> and that, not the perfect example, but just kind of whatever that example is, this thing that you know is wrong. Like, oh no, you should do that. He 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 makes it all puts he sprinkle it puts sprinkles on everything to make him look good. But knowledge helps us say, no, no, this is just my fleshly impulse. I don't want to follow that. Yeah. Or this is of God. I need to follow that. Yeah. Yeah. And then it would make sense that, you know, having the the knowledge of of you know, what the Lord might be calling you to in a particular moment or whatever it might be, that it's one thing to know that, it's the other thing to do it. And so that maybe is where the next gift and in, in fortitude can exactly. kind of help us out. Exactly. Um, that, that, so we need the strength to do this. Mm-hmm. So I can know what God's will is, doesn't mean I have the strength to do it. Yeah. And so once we, we have knowledge of the will of God, then we, we also need the strength to do it. Um, and so fortitude gives us the, the strength to carry out what God wants. Because I could tell you, you know, Brother Elijah, you called to be a priest when you're a young man in high school. And, uh, and you could confirm, be like, yes, I felt God stirring in my heart I, that he wants me to be a priest. But you could be like, but I don't want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And I can go and just go do what you want. I mean, we can all, we can all say we fall into this, you know, one way or another, like God has said, hey, um, I want you to do this. And you've said, uh, not really what I want, God. Yeah. Um, and, and so fortitude gives us the strength, ultimately the strength to lay down our lives for God. Now, that's the, the virtue of the martyrs, like martyrs themselves dying for the sake of the faith. But um, even die, death to self, because oftentimes when you know what God's will is, you have to die to yourself to do it. Mm. And, and, and so this is call for us to die to ourselves in order to carry out the will of God. And not what I want, not my plan first, not my desire first, not my reputation first, not whatever first in my life, but instead the will of God first. And I have to die to myself to have the strength to be able to do it, to imitate the martyrs and die to my own will and my own plan, my own purpose to carry out the will of God. Mm. And then from there, the gift of counsel. Yes, the gift of counsel. Um. So the gift of counsel is, um, we have to be able to, to judge um, how, to, how to act, um, it, to live out the truth. Um, and, and we have to trust that the Holy Spirit's going to guide us and give us right counsel. Now, there's a difference between, um, between knowledge and counsel here, because knowledge is gonna gonna like, like my kind of like praying through and figuring out. Okay, like I want to know what's of God, what's not of God. But but good, good counsel is when the Holy Spirit tells us like you don't need not, you need not know what to say. Like when the day comes when the hour comes, you're gonna you're gonna show like I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna help you do what what you need. Um, and. Uh, the, the, that beautiful gift of, of counsel, it, it, it almost perfects prudence, right? Because in prudence, we, we get to, we have this, okay, we've got this understanding. I know what, what, what God wants. You know, I, I've got this, this prudent knowledge, but, um, 
Now, I, I need to be able to, in a particular circumstance, just know exactly like where the Holy Spirit's leading, exactly what's not the general like knowledge. Okay, I know the will of God, like do this, not this, but in those particular moments, those hard moments, those difficult moments, um, that we, oftentimes we don't get a lot of time to think about. We don't get a lot of time to figure it out. We have to enter in and, and say, okay, let the Holy Spirit, I just have to, I almost have to like, go with my intuition in that, that sense. I've get this intuitive sense and I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, but I just need your Holy Spirit to kind of lead my heart right now. And this is where the difference is. It's almost like a heart led versus a head led. Mm. And since sometimes you just know like, okay, here's, and I'm probably not perfect, perfect on this. So, um, uh, some good, I'm trying to, I, I, this is more practical maybe than theological. <laughs> um, now I kind of understand, but this, this, this gift of, of counsel, um, where, where we say, okay, you know what? Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to be, um, what it was, what to say with, with Bonaventure, the, uh, the gift of counsel that we might, um, be filled with the brilliant light of your sacred teaching, mm-hmm. um, that I, that we were just filled with the brilliant light of his sacred teaching that I have counsel in my heart. I just, I'm led by the spirit of God. That's no longer like, oh, let me kind of think through this and, 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 and kind of like figure out where God wants, but just my heart's being drawn. Mars being drawn into the will of God. Mars being drawn into to what he wants, to be led by the Spirit of God. Right? Because the Holy Spirit's counseling. The Holy Spirit's leading the heart. He's guiding the heart to make the decisions, kind of act out of our own will. Where our own will, it's not just my mind's conforming to, will, to what God wants, my very heart, my very will itself is conforming to the will of God. Why? Because I, I trust the Holy Spirit's counseling. He's leading, he's guiding, he's, in, he's giving me the right intuition to follow where God, the Lord's leading. Mm. I think that it's... A very, um, I think it's a very necessary gift today, the gift of counsel, because I think that there's there's so much out there that can be quite confusing and that can um, kind of deter us or, or make us um, kind of jumble up uh, the truth in our mind and even kind of twist the truth in our mind in the culture, um, where counsel can kind of really shed light on uh, the way in which we are to think and then the way in which we are to act, kind of bringing um, a lot of those first gifts together. Um, and so often today, there's there's so many options for us. Um, you know, I'm just thinking even of a lot of college students today, they just have so many options on a college campus, everything from what friends to have to what, what uh, groups to join to what uh, major to pick. Um, and that it's really just, it's being led by um, an infilling of, of truth and an illumination um, of, the, of the truth and the Holy Spirit's action within us that then can clarify for us um, the better and higher way uh, to, to act and to follow the Lord um, just at a more close and in a more close way. Because um, it's, it's often just so confusing today. Yeah. There's so much confusion, so much kind of just thrown at us in our culture. So um, well, I think it helps us to, to, to choose what, the, what, what's going to give God glory, mm-hmm. what's going to lead us to heaven. And, and that's why we need that counsel. We need the spirit to lead our hearts to make those choices. And like you said, it's such a confusing time. It's so necessary. Yeah. Which leads us to understanding. Understanding. Yes. So that's going to help us to understand the, the truth, right? Particularly the truths of the Catholic faith. Um, but the, but, but helps us to, to gain a, a certain um, understanding that we can not just understand like, okay, 
I'm not supposed to kill that person because it's bad. But like, oh no, I understand the deep, the heart of the matter. Like, I understand why God has 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 revealed this truth not to kill because of the dignity of the person, right? And, and not to act out of anger and not just killing, but we want to like forgiving, right? Okay, I really understand forgiveness, why God wants me to forgive, why God's calling me to forgive. Um, and, and this truth that he's saying of, of for, I'll forgive as you forgive, that we actually begin to live this out because it becomes a part of who we are because we understand the truth of the matter at, at the hardest, at the deepest level, not just, oh, I understand that I need to forgive because it's a good thing. But no, 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 the gift of understanding is when my, we are enlightened. It's like, no, 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 I really understand how this glorifies God, that I forgive just as he forgave on the cross and what it meant for him to forgive. So there's a beautiful aspect of, of, of understanding that, that helps us to really assent and give our lives over to the truth because we understand them on the deepest level of what that truth is, the foundation of why God gave us this gift. And I think it's different because sometimes you can think, well, what's the difference between knowledge and understanding? And I think, you know, knowledge, at least as a gift of the Spirit, it is more than just kind of raw facts or information. But I think that like what you're saying with understanding, it, it kind of... It, go, it goes from just from the head to the heart in a sense. Um, and I think it actually even begins to d- direct the way that we might live. I mean, you know someone has understanding about something uh, as opposed to knowledge where if you ask them something and they give you the information or if you ask them something and they can give you like the substance of the thing, yeah. they could really open it up for you. Um, and that that it really lives in their hearts and in their person in a, in a very deep way. So it's, um, it's much deeper than just something that kind of is, is at an intellectual level. Well, go back to the example. Knowledge is going to be more thing, the things of this world, like knowledge. I know I'm not supposed to kill this person. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I know that killing is wrong. I know killing is wrong because I know that, um, you know, life is precious and life is a gift and, um, it's a good thing, and so we shouldn't, you know, kill. So I know that. But versus understanding of like, no, no, I understand that that this person's been created in the image and likeness of God. This is not just the natural law of you shouldn't kill. This is the divine law of you shouldn't kill. Why? Because the, the, this person has a soul, and that soul is immortal. Mm-hmm. And, and so understanding helps us to, to see the things of God according to God, mm-hmm. and not just the knowledge of the things, of, um, the thing, the right and wrong in the, according to the natural law, yeah, but according yeah. to the divine law. And finally, I know we're out of time, so it gets us to wisdom, the highest of the gifts, the greatest of the gifts, where we actually get to contemplate the things of God, mm-hmm. where we actually turn on the things of God. Um, and, and this is so beautiful because it's it's almost the perfection of our faith um, in that we, we, we penetrate divine truth. We, we, we penetrate into the divine himself. Like wisdom, It's almost contemplation. You're moving into contemplation, the contemplation when you have true wisdom, right? And, and really you're entering into uh, understanding God in and of his essence. When, when the, I mean, the great wisdom figures of our church fathers who taught us the things of Jesus, that he's, well, you know, uh, you know he's, has a divine nature and human nature. He's part of the Holy Trinity. We have a, a God who's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who are three different persons, one different essence. I mean, that's not natural. That, that's wisdom when yeah. you're contemplating God and the things of God, and then it flows from that. Mm. Um, and it helps us, you know, to uh, to live out, um, you know, an understanding of the things of God and to love God and the things of God for the sake of God because we love God and who he is. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's like an intimacy with truth. Yeah. Um, I think there's a reason why wisdom figures are often portrayed as older yeah. people. And it's because it takes you a long time to kind of grow 
into wisdom or to move from something that's like knowledge even to understanding to wisdom. Um, and I think that what the Holy Spirit can do for us is he can almost in a sense grant us the wisdom of something that could take very long time to try and contemplate and pray through. He can grant us that wisdom yeah. by, by he himself being, being God who is, who is you know, all, all loving and all true and all good and reveal himself to us in that way, granting us that wisdom. And so now that we have these seven gifts, Father, now that we are um, alive in the Holy Spirit, that we have these gifts, again, it's it's not simply just kind of saying, okay, well, I have the gifts and now I'm all, I'm all set, I'm all good. <laughs> how do we grow? How do we grow? Or how do we kind of tap into these, these gifts? We practice them. You know, we practice them. We live them out. Um, obviously praying for them. So every day we're going to pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit as a community because um, we want the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow within us. So praying for the gifts, praying for them to become more actualized in your life, to become a part of who you are. But then um, to begin to practice them. And I mean that by like truly saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going to sin. Why? Because I have a delight of the fear of the Lord. I ask the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to help me avoid this sin because I'm, I really truly want to live out this, this, this recognition that I don't want to affect my relationship with God. And I need the fortitude to do that, right? The strength to follow him and, and just kind of walking through these gifts and, and praying for them, asking the Holy Spirit to come upon you and then to begin to live them and say, okay, you know, when I make that choice not to sin, I'm actually deepening my relationship with God, which is deepening the gifts of the Holy Spirit upon me. I mean, the gifts have been received, but it doesn't mean they're being lived. And we need to, we have to live them out and we live them out by practicing them. Mm. Well, there you have it. So ask the holy spirit to to unleash in a sense that which is within you and anything that you might have heard us talk about that maybe you're saying hmm maybe i can grow in this way or maybe i need to ask the holy spirit to to increase this in me then hardly encourage that and along with that on that note father it's about that time. Where well, luckily, we're out of time. so We are out of time. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay. So of these seven gifts, which one, Father, would you like to grow in most? I mean, it's hard not to say wisdom. It's mm-hmm. just the highest of them, to be able to contemplate things of God, moving into a great contemplation. Yeah. So obviously, you strive for the best. You strive for the, for the greatest, and you know, if you hit, even if you don't get the home run, you hopefully get the single. That's right. Um, <laughs> So I, I would say, and then I just say right now, I think we kind of talked about a council. I think just being able to be led by the spirit of God in the heart okay, with the, in such a confusing world, it's a really confusing times and what's going on. To be able to have that good counsel of the Holy Spirit to know and, and to be able to follow God's will um, for, the, for my salvation and the salvation of others. So counsel is probably the most practical one that I really need to strive for to be better at, but wisdom is the one I'm ultimately striving for. Amen. Amen. Well, we will see you through these microphones <laughs> next time and we continue our journey with the Holy Spirit in the, in the upper room and we will close with a prayer Father if you would mind yeah will the Holy Spirit be upon us and be with all of us and we pray for, any, for Pentecost and may the Holy Spirit come upon us and grant us his gifts and they may deepen in our lives and more actualized and may Almighty God bless all of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen. Amen Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire Podcast The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith 
slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.